This is episode 47 of the Hillcrest Duo. Today is Saturday, October the 29th. It's two more days to Halloween. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the Porathon, followed by the big giveaway from our friends at Silver Shamrock. I am a product of Joliet, Illinois. My name is Metal John. You can follow me on Twitter at Metal John Radio. Along with me, my co-host, he's a product of Lamont, Illinois, Mr. Brad Risto. I'm at Outsider Brad on Twitter. Now, today is the 29th. Did you know that today is Internet Day and Cat Day, and I find something so perfect about that? Ooh, what's that? It's Internet Day and Cat Day. What was the Internet made for? Cat, cat videos! videos! So it's perfect. P-U-R-R-F. Perfect. I oh, I can roll my tongue like, for days. I can just go on and on and on. Well, Brad, it's been two weeks since yeah. we last podcasted. It's good to see you again. Yep. How was your last two weeks? Um, Pretty good. Got really excited because a game I'm really excited to is going to be coming I out. you and, change your shirt for me. Thank you. Yes. It's coming out in 2017. A vi- big video game. Uh, um. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, one of my favorite games from the last um, uh, video game generation was Red Dead Redemption, and a sequel is always fun. Basically, it's the game that the reason why there are no other Wild West games, because Rockstar Games knocked out of the park, and I got into a mini feud with a British wrestling promoter. Very nice. So this episode, episode 47, it's going to be a big episode. So tell you what we're going to cover. We're going to cover Walking Dead season premiere. Mm -hmm. Wow. We're going to talk spoilers on that. Uh, we're going to talk Luke Cage. Finally full, finish full up Luke Cage. Luke Cage. I finally because finished. someone finally did their homework. Kept on asking for an extension. I forgot to do my homework. Can I have an extension? My mom's well, really... Everybody in the world has watched it all. I've got <laughs> friends know. that haven't finished it. Oh, I know. But anyway, so full spoilers, Luke Cage, and we're also going to... We're going to do something different. You know? Talk a little we're bit gonna, about Westworld. we're going to table... The Flash and Gotham and Supergirl till maybe next podcast. Yeah. But we're going to squeeze in a little Westworld talk. You're finally watching it. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it. Very interesting show. We'll uh, we'll, we'll do that at the end. So uh, let's start off with um, Walking Dead. Season 7. The premiere came out. Yeah. Did they you... will come when you won't be. Yeah. And uh, by the way, next week's episode, which is going to air tomorrow, that's called The Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways... Um, I don't know where you want to start, but um, I'll, I'll, well, I'll start. Since I'm driving, all righty. I'll start. We're going to talk about the man, Mr. Negan. The hero by, we deserve. Played, played by Jeffrey D. Morgan, who is doing a phenomenal job with mm-hmm. him. Let's just talk about his character to start. Thoughts. Yes. Well, he's just as brutal as he is in the comics. Yep. Uh, his dialogue is pretty much what they had in the comics. Yeah. Like, they really didn't tone down or amp up his character a whole nope, lot? at least not yet. Not for his big, 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 um, a full introduction, as obviously introduced at the end of Season 6, but this is his first full episode. Yeah, he just sort of had a monologue at the end of Season 6. Yes. And and the monologue was badass. Like, the monologue yes. was, like, one of those things that kind of left me wanting to see more of him and really excited. So finally the day comes. Uh, we've teased on the podcast over the last few weeks. If you go back and listen to the last episode... We kind of threw out some predictions. Yes. And I don't know if you remember what one of my predictions was, Brad. I'm a little bo- proud of myself. You said that it was going to be more than one. I said I hoped it was going to be more than one. And, and it was. It did was you? Now, I have to ask you a question because I was following along on Twitter. Did you take a big old bu- um, a swing at that, as, since it's baseball playoff time, at that curveball in the dirt when they said, oh, okay, so it's just Abraham, so Glenn survived. Did you take a swing at that one thinking nope. everyone was safe? Or you're like... 
nope. this ain't done. Nope. I had a feeling that I I had a gut feeling. I I didn't know any spoilers. I had a gut feeling that we were gonna see two people die because going into that we knew, and even Negan pointed out that like, hey, this is you're playing by my rules now. Right. And and he is a very strict man of authority, and he's not going to back down. And nope. and I had a feeling that, that he was gonna kill one, and. Given Daryl and Rick's past, I easily saw like something happening to where somebody else was going to die. Or I also thought it could have been one of those things where he kills somebody, but then he's like, "Eh, Lucille's still thirsty. I'm gonna kill somebody else." Exactly. Like I thought he would just do it out of like joy, just out of for the not fun out of punishment. Of it. But as soon as Rick put that punch on him, I was like, "Somebody else is dying. It's coming. Yep. Here it comes." And sure enough, I mean, and that. And you could see it happening too if you go back and you rewatch that scene where he's like, "Look, I, I got," and Glenn is just standing there, right in the camera frame. Yeah. And all he had to do was just turn around and pop him, and I was like, "Here it comes, Glenn's getting popped." I kind of just saw it coming. And then, just as brutal from the comics, his eye pops on out. Oh yeah. Uh, and by the way, uh, all uh, the the memes these last few days have been. Top notch. Thumbs yeah. up to you meme creators out there. One of my favorites was a picture of Sloth from the Goonies mm-hmm. saying, Glenn, be like, Maggie, I'll come find you. Uh, I also saw a really good meme, too, where uh, it showed it was just a photo of Carl with his eye patch. It says, Carl, be like, anyone going to use that eye? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can use it. it. Thanks to my friend Amanda for posting that on my on one of my. But Facebook no, pages. obviously, oh, um, uh, you had the two big kills, and you know what? Good on you, Negan, for making it uh, sure that um Glenn can't come back as a walker. You pulverized his head. Can't come back as a walker if he has no head. But obviously, a lot of tension in the middle uh, when uh, they're in the you know, RV. One, one of the things, though, before we get to the RV, one of the things too that um, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm hearing mixed things on. And I'm curious to get your opinion, Brad. Yeah. Some people say that the episode was too violent. Well, you're going. Or that Negan's too violent. Or that they sort of. I, I get this argument, but I don't agree with it. Um, Some people have said that the the brutal kills where he just keeps hitting the bat and the, and the blood is just kind of squirting up like a water fountain. And then the camera pans to just basically see like spaghetti. Yes. Attached to a body. And people thought that that was like. A little, almost like it was sort of like making fun at the fans, like ha ha, we look what we did to your favorite. You um, know, well, no, I don't. Be- to I don't believe. I don't believe that they were doing it to make a, a offense, offense to it. Um, I understand that argument. That's not the reason why I would have any issue with it because you're watching The Walking Dead. It's been visceral violence for its entire run. Yeah. But I think they're now ratching it up, and they're trying to make the visceral violence more of the, the what the show is about than actually story-driven plots. And that's yeah. where I kind of uh, draw, have an issue, is the, the violence is what they think is bringing people in and not telling good stories. And in some ways, this episode was a perfect example of that, because the reason why most people were there, and more power to them, a lot of people, that is the reason, but... It was a, when it was a li- just visceral violence, but um, a lot more story driven. It was a lot more interesting to me. Now yeah. it's just becoming violence porn. Um, uh, to, if you'll excuse the phrasing there. Yeah, no, I mean I, I get it. I, I mean to me, I, you know me, I like violent stuff. Oh, yeah. I like violent movies. Like I've liked Walking Dead because Walking Dead is story driven, but it's also very violent at times. Mm-hmm, I mean, but- it's very sporadic though. It doesn't like yes. happen every like. 
I know there's episodes in every season where there's not even a single kill, yeah. not even a zombie kill. Right. You know, there's episodes like that, you know, but I always looked at the show as it's a show about surviving and right. they're trying to be realistic about it. They're not trying to be really over the top zombie land mm-hmm. with it, like almost kind of making a parody. Right. They're trying to be more real. Like if, if this was to happen, here's a realistic story of survival. Here's situations people would get into. They'd meet people, they kind of form an alliance and they come into other alliances and then it's a every man for himself battle. Mm-hmm. You kill them for their supplies or they kill you for your supplies. You know, um, it, there's a lot of that going on. I mean, and that's what I really love about the show. I don't watch the show just to see heads get chopped off. No. Um, I just but, feel... You know, I, and I like how every character is unique. And yes. That, and, yes. and the over-the-top, violent Negan, as well as him kind of sort of making fun of it, where he pops Glenn... And then he makes a comment about his eyeball popping out, and he's kind of laughing about it. That's very like superhero villainish, and, yes. and and that makes his character unique and different. And I love it. Now, the issue that I take um that might be a problem is, like I said, at this point they seem to be um uh, focusing more on the violence. We'll see what happens in future episodes. It could be completely just this episode, well, well, and then they um uh, ratchet back a bit. Now, this episode though, I could make the argument that it wasn't that violent. The kills, the two kills, Abraham and Glenn's kills were violent. Well, they were but visceral. think about that scene, and I wanted to talk about this, in the RV between um, Negan and Rick. Yes. That was basically the focal point of the whole episode. Yeah. I mean, the whole episode was that, was those two characters getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And basically Negan breaking Rick. Yes. And and that was, there was your story right there. And yes. that was a great The Rick Tater is gone. That was a great like story arc for the overall thing because we're so used to rick being in charge setting the rules making promises and when he said i'm gonna kill you and negan's like well you're i'm gonna show you who's in charge takes him that little rv ride does Mm -hmm. that whole thing with the axe and and then he brings him back to the camp and he basically says cut off your kid's arm or or i'm gonna kill the rest of your people yeah i mean he really puts rick in a position where rick's got a kiss his feet yes and i loved it he broke him and by the way fantastic acting by andrew lincoln i mean mm-hmm. awesome job that now episode. there is one more thing i saw online it was one more complaint was the fact that going back to the two kills that they seem to do the two kills to make it a swerve for a sake of a swerve that it didn't really help develop the plot because one person dies two people dies it doesn't really matter yeah i what i liked there about were some complaints about it was just um, a swerve first, like if a swerve, and maybe to in that case, actually to get fans upset. That's possible, but I I took that whole episode as an episode as Negan's introduction, and here's a guy you don't want to f with. Yes, that's basically what I took this episode, and we've well, seen a, we've seen a rash of of bag the governor for yes, example. Well, it's also, I mean, think about, I mean, it's like we've had villains on this show before, but we needed a villain that. The was a hard ass villain. Not a villain who's like, I'm a villain, but I have a soft spot for people. Well, he's like, he, he doesn't. We haven't seen that soft spot if he's got. No, the governor was someone pretty much like Rick that got pushed a bit too much, too, too hard as compared to what Rick. He t- took it too far. Exactly. And that's basically was the difference. In this case, this person may just have been before the zombie apocalypse, a legitimate sociopath and rose to power. In the zombie apocalypse. And I'm just going to say this, uh, and 
this will continue the rest of our podcast with Walking Dead. Negan, hands down, best character ever on the show. Oh, yeah. He's, after after an episode and a half, best character ever on the show. He is a great character, and obviously he's the big bad. Defeating him is what at least is going to be the focal point for Season 7. And I, Did they say there's going to be a Season 8? I thought they said this might be one of the last seasons, but obviously going forward for the time being, defeating him is the focal point for Rick and his other survivors. Yeah. Well, no I mean, what. you could tell that they want you to hate him, even though I'm the opposite. I always root for the bad guys in shows like I'm not attached to our main cast. Yes. And if I am attached to our main cast, it's maybe it maybe is Rick. But um, I don't feel sorry for Rick. No, he. I mean, all Rick, he had to do- Rick. Rick pretty much has done everything. Everything Negan has done, but in a different way. Yes, you know what? If he had tried to form an alliance with um, Negan, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Maybe if he had helped him destroy that settlement last season. So, um, <laughs> couple of couple of cool Easter eggs I found, and yes. I'm gonna give some credit to NewsEveryDay.com. So, talk about the title. Mm-hmm. The title of the episode: "The Day Will Come When You Won't Be." Back right. in season one of the show, Rick's crew traveled to the Center for De- Disease Control. CDC, yes, yes. Uh, the group was greeted by the only person left there, Dr. Edward Jenner. And uh, the doctor, remember, he kind of lost his mind a little bit. He decided to opt out. He didn't want to live in a world filled with undead. So Dr. Jenner planned to include the group on his suicide mission, but Rick pleaded with them to give them the chance to live. Right. Jenner... Jenner agreed, and Rick said he was grateful for that. Jenner's response, the day will come when you won't be. Uh-huh. Pretty interesting. Yes. Well, um, photographs. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, there was a couple of guys taking pictures of the spaghetti left of Abraham and mm-hmm. um, Glenn. Well, at uh, and that was near the end of the episode. But back in Season 6, Episode 12, not tomorrow yet. Rick's crew attacked the Savior's compound while everyone was asleep in it, if you remember that. Right. Well, Glenn, he saw the wall full of photographs oh, of right. headless corpse. Yes, well, we knew that was coming. So I forgot we, about so that. So that was kind of like a little tease to that, just in case you don't remember. Also, the show opened with Negan basically telling Rick about his right-hand man. Well, as you may know in the comic books, Rick mm-hmm. loses his right hand. Yes, and we thought well, that's what was coming and up. And that was thanks to the governor. Yes. And then, you know, we we know Carl probably is going to lose his arm. I, I'm thinking that whole scene with, with him and Carl is like the – is a foreshadow. Right. I think something's going to happen or Negan's going to force him to cut off his arm. Right. I think that's going to happen. I think that oh, was I, a foreshadow. I, I, I wouldn't so doubt be it. be prepared for that. Um, but, yeah, so that's, uh, that's a couple of the Easter eggs I found. Uh, and, man, I'm so glad the show is back, and I'm so glad they just opened up with a bang, which was awesome. Right. Well, it was slow for like the first five minutes as, of course, they had to tease everyone. Yeah, and I liked how Almost Rick, infuriating Rick was flashing, so. like seeing the different people getting hit with the bat. Uh, I mean, it, it's been a great episode. It was great to see like Rick get broke because we yes. haven't seen that yet. The the, this is his lowest was point. When, was when Lori died, like where Rick kind of fell and cried and stuff. But that was just more of like an emotional reaction. That really didn't break him. Yes, but this, this episode broke him. This is indeed his lowest point. Ah, and I love it. All right, so let's switch things up. Luke C- Cage. Luke Cage. A uh, couple quick thoughts. I loved Cottonmouth. Yes, I told you you'd love him. And I'm mad that they killed him. Yeah, the, Marvel does tend to kill their villains. And 
our villains are so badass. Although I mean, Kingpin's still around, and hopefully oh. we'll be seeing him in the Defenders coming out sometime next year, yeah. I think. And, and I, I liked Conmel more than Diamondback. I, I didn't think Diamondback was that great of a villain. Really? Like, because I feel maybe I completely missed something. But mm-hmm. Diamondback just comes out of nowhere and wants to kill his brother or hunt down his brother. But I'm like, I'm just thinking my whole time, I'm like, has he been hunting him for a long period of time? Or has he been just hanging out? In Harlem, waiting for his brother to show back up. I like. Th- I don't understand the motivation was, that, behind it. That was um, a bit of a drawback. I'll agree, but he is a very menacing guy, though. I, I and agree. he's a lot smarter than um Luke, and he just is has every angle covered. Yeah, he's I mean, calculating and cold, and I love it. I mean, great things about this show. I mean, I love the setting in Harlem. I love that it's sort of like your urban superhero show, mm-hmm. you know, and they're true to it. Like, with it being on Netflix, they can cuss, they can play gangster rap music, yes. you know, the the conversation pieces between characters, like, even in episode one where, like, the kids are all in the barbershop and they're arguing about basketball players and who's better than who and, and this team and that team, and they're just kind of having, like, a fight about it. Like, that no sort of has that stereotype of, like, you yes. know, I think about a Spike Lee movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's what you see in a Spike Lee movie. And they kind of brought that into this, which was cool. And and I really liked it. Um, I loved how uh, Cottonmouth had the big painting of uh, 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 Notorious B.I.G. in his, uh, in his yep. office. And, and it was always in frame, if you notice. Every time they were in yes. that office, you always saw that painting in the frame. Pretty cool. So I just I love the setting. I love the dialogue between the I characters. I liked the fight scenes because I just love that Luke Cage is an absolute force of nature. He's basically a black Superman. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a black Superman. His name was Steel, and he was played by Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that? We forgot movie? about that. We forgot about that one. We don't for, recognize for that. For good reason. No duo. Um, so, my thoughts going into, like, another season, please, please, please get a badass villain similar to Cottonmouth. Let him be around the whole season. Yes. Like, let him be Ruth. Let him be a Negan. But first, <laughs> we, first, we have to get, first, we have to figure out how he gets himself out of prison, because he's back in prison now. I think we could figure out how he would get out. Well, my guess is I think we know how he's going to get out. I think he's going to have a pretty good lawyer. Oh, mm. up, she knows somebody. She knows a he's good lawyer. He's only a couple towns away. Cute couple, um, not towns, wards. Yeah, a couple of wards away. Um, Because he's up in Hell's Kitchen. A couple of Easter eggs. You ready for some cool Easter eggs? Oh, God, I had yes. to look these up. and These are credits for I, from ING. So Misty Knight, one of her defining characteristics in the comics is the fact that she has a cybernetic arm designed by Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Misty was shot in the arm in episode 10. Right. And we saw her like kind of in a sling for the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. So does that might mean we may see a Stark appearance? I don't think we'll see a Stark appearance. Or do you think maybe next season we'll kind of jump in the future a little bit and she'll that's already have a cyber arm? He'll come back out of prison and she'll have the arm by then. The other Easter egg, I noticed, I caught it, and I had to look it up to make sure I wasn't just seeing things. Yeah. Did you catch the Stan Lee cameo? Uh, I think I did. I I remember seeing him, but now I can't remember where. So, by the way, Stan, Yee, Stan Lee has yet to appear in any of the Netflix series shows, but Luke Cage kind of had a little bit of a visual cameo. Stan Lee was a police officer, um, basically on a poster. Oh, yeah, yeah. In episode 12, and it says, see a crime, report it. So it was Stan Lee, like, dressed like a cop on a poster to see a crime reported. Right. And it was hanging on the wall. And the way the camera, like, I, it was at a scene where somebody was crossing the street. And mm-hmm. it was, like, on the storefront of, a, of an, uh, like, a 
right. pharmacy or something on the other side of the street. And I was like, is this Stan Lee? I saw and, then I, and then I kept watching the episode, and I was like, I had to look it up. I was like, oh, that was Stan Lee. I also seem to remember um, a reference to the Rand Corporation um, at, in one of the episodes, which is obviously the corporation that Danny Rand, the Iron, Immortal Iron Fist, oh, yeah. is known for. So... So, where would you rank this on the um, Marvel pantheon of Netflixes? Yeah, so we, we we've got we got Luke Cage, we got Jessica Jones, we got Daredevil, seasons one and two. Seasons one and two, Jerry. See, I'd probably do Daredevil season two one. Okay. Uh, Jessica Jones two this three. Ooh. Well, I mean, you were in agreement on why Jessica Jones is badass, and that was because of David Tennant. Yes, and I'm gonna miss him so much. So, stop I killing your cool villains, Marvel. That's what I'm like. I I'm a little worried that the next Jessica Jones season is 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 going to be a lot down because Dave Tennant you, made that. You season. don't have the charismatic Dave Tennant. And and if you if they if they found a way to get a villain just as good or better, then awesome. More and power kudos, to them. But I don't think they're going to do it. Luke Cage, I think, has a lot of potential because they can bring in like another cotton mouth like villain. Like right. They can bring that in. And and they've got that unique setting. Like I talk about that urban Harlem uh, it's Harlem, setting. It's like, awesome. And like, I just, And you what, don't see that in comics, what, you know? No, the, well, one of the best things was I mentioned this in a previous episode in episode 3 when you get to see the hero he's going to become cuz not only is it an urban setting, his identity is well known. He is the local hero. People find him out to have him fix things that went wrong and I just love that he's that kind of Robin Hood type hero. Absolutely. People know who he is, and he corrects the wrongs that the police can't, and people know to go to him rather than the police sometimes. Yeah. And I just love that. Yeah, me too. All right, so uh, to wrap things up, we're going to talk a little Westworld, the new yes. show on HBO. Uh, not going to really get too much into spoilers no, on this. I'm it, like a few episodes in only. Yeah. It starts out with a bang, but it just never panned out the way I wanted, and I've been looking online, and that's pretty much um, been one of the more consensus opinions. Obviously, there's a lot of people that just love it, love it, love it. But there's a lot of people that thought started out great, and then it kind of started to go downhill a bit. It's very thought-provoking. Yes. And and it's one of those shows where I, I firmly believe it's one of those shows that you need to watch every episode twice. And, well, it's also because you're one... trying to pick up on things. There's clue. It's a lot like Lost, where there's just like so many clues and mm-hmm. little things out there, and, and you're like, wait, did I hear something? Did I not see something? Let me go back and rewatch this. There's a lot of that going on in the show. The overall concept of the show, which for those of you that don't know, it's basically a show that seems to take place in the present time or maybe the future. And a world, future. a world like the Truman Show has been created with robotic people that are human. Like they look like human. They have flesh. Yes. But they're robots made in a factory. Cyborgs. And each one has been designed with a story and a plot. And those people have been inserted in this world that takes place in the Wild West and millionaires. People go and pay $50,000 or $42,000 a day. $42,000 a day. That's about. basically dress up like a Western character. That's what I mean. They go into the West World and they do whatever they want. They can murder. They can rape. They can pillage. Pillage. They can do whatever they want. It's like it's basically you're going into like your own Sim City that you build. Well, somebody else built it for you, but. These characters are following a storyline. You're going in, and you can alter that storyline. You can, like I said, you kidnap and rape, or you can just go around and murder people. And right. There's the so much number, going on uh, in it, and it's it's a cool concept, and I love it. 
Now, as far as the storyline of the show goes, I feel like we might be watching a few different timelines. Yeah, I feel maybe. like there's so many theories out there, and I'm trying not to read theories. There's theories about who Ed Harris's character really is, the man in black. Um, and and one of my thoughts is maybe he's in a different timeline than everybody else. Right. Like maybe he's way in the future, way in the past. I'd think um, I'd probably think more future. Yeah, I mean, and then there's like. These people that run the robotics area where they design the the robots that go into Westworld and they program them and then they interview them and they deprogram them and they erase their memories. I feel like there's some sabotage going on in there. Sabotage? There's a saboteur that works there that might be oh intentionally like trying to trying to cause problems. And I don't know like the motives behind that. There's so many thoughts I have. But yes. The show. The and and. It's a little that's, too that's complicated. Why it's so, that's what's you so have cool to, about you it. You can't watch this one in the background. You actually have to dedicate time to it. Yeah. This has to and, be and, 100% And if you're like a blog focus. reader or podcast listener, you know, you might want to just do some looking around on it. Well, if you're a po- I'm hoping you're a podcast listener because if you're not, how the hell did you get here? <laughs> but, yeah, so Westworld, I mean, are, what do you think so far? I mean, do you like it? Do you I, hate it? Overall, just, I like it, but it? I'm going to keep trying to watch it. But it's one of those ones, like I said, it's starting to peter off for me. I just think, not, not personally now, I'm just thinking, you know it would be really cool? A Western show basically just like this. I'm not even have the it being a tourist thing. I just want, like, now a Western show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, think that I want a real Westworld. <laughs> well, that would be fun, too. But um, uh, I just think a cool Western television show would be cool right now. Yeah. And one, one other quick thing, too, is this show, Westworld, is based on a movie. Ooh. Uh, came out years ago. Like, long time ago. Like, long, like long. our parents ate. Like, my dad was like, oh, I remember the movie. Um, and he knew two of the actors in it. And I was like, I never heard of the movie. Wow. So I, you might want to go back and rewatch the movie. But apparently in the movie, there were several worlds. Oh. There was Westworld was one, and then there was other worlds, too. Well, that would make sense. It's like and, an amusement park. Yeah. And that and, might be where we're heading. And we could be heading that way, or maybe not. Who knows? But Cyber um, world and I, I definitely love the concept. I love what we're seeing with the storyline. I mean, obviously, I wish it was a little bit more easier to just kind of follow what was going on and less I think they're a little more. But I like the thought-provoking. I like I like it when a show really wants to grab your attention and make you think. Thought-provoking is one thing. I think the problem with this show is it's, not more, it's more convoluted than thought-provoking. It's trying to be thought-provoking. But I think some of it's getting muddled and making it more convoluted than being a thought-provoking show. I mean, it's still thought-provoking, but it needs to be a little more clear. It's just about as clear as mud. Yeah. All right. Real quick before we wrap up, did you go see The Accountant? I did not. I forgot. I hate you. I hate you, too. That'll do it for episode number 47 of The Hillcrest. Dr. Strange comes out next Friday. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to see that. I am going to see that because it's getting good reviews. You're going to have to give me the sales pitch on it. You're going to go see it, and if you love it, you're going to have to tell me why yeah. I need to go see it. I'll probably see it next uh, Saturday, but that's um, uh, next Saturday. So. All right. So this is episode 47 of the Hillcrest Duo. Today, Saturday, October 29th. Have a happy, 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 happy Halloween, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I am Metal John at Metal John Radio. That's Brad Risto at Outsider Brad. All right. We'll talk to you next time.